1: Good afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show as we start a new week here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Matt Catrillo here with you. Steve will soon be there in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, all new pre owned inventory. All at Sunbury Motors, Fourth Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia, Routes 11 and 15 in Humble's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. And every Monday show brought to you by our good friends at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury, or go to purdyinsurance.com. Home, auto, life, business. This time of the year, of course, RV, boat. All to protect what matters most. All at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Or go to PurdyInsurance.com. And we are almost a week away. We're we'll, One week from this Wednesday is the Purdy Memorial Golf Tournament at the Susquehanna Valley Country Club to benefit the greater Susquehanna Valley YMCA. We look forward to that. Can't believe it's inching closer. And we look forward to seeing the Purdy's and the rest of the gang over at the Susquehanna Valley Country Club coming up. Next week, we'll be broadcasting live there, 3 to 5, for the show. Well, quickly today, we're going to have Brett McMurphy from Stadium joining us in just a few minutes here to get the latest on the Big 12 in Texas and OU officially applying for the SEC membership. They made it official earlier today. They announced they are leaving the Big 12 conference and are expected to apply for SEC membership, and they would leave the Big 12 after the grant of rights is up in 2025. So it's another momentous day on this story and what will likely be a huge seismic shift in college football. The Big 12 has recently come out with a statement basically saying that they or that they know of the of the two schools leaving or intending to leave in 2025 and they're still going to work to continue to support their institutions, the usual PR stance there. So Brett McMurphy is going to join us and Steve will join us too from the Sunbury Motor Studio as we continue next... Here on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Purdy Insurance.
0: All right, today's show brought to you by Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to PurdyInsurance.com. <laughs> Big Twelve on a call, Purdy Insurance. All right, uh, that's a different topic. But with that from Stadium, he does brilliant work always welcome as a guest here because his value to us is off the charts that's Brett McMurphy from Stadium Brett welcome it's so great to have you with us
2: hey thanks never 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 a dull moment in college athletics that's for sure
0: no never and what was it the old saying may you live in exciting times <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well exactly. it's exciting times well so let's get to it. Uh, we know what uh, Texas and Oklahoma did today. Uh, they said, uh, "Hey, we're not gonna we're not gonna keep moving forward uh, with you guys." Okay, that's fine. So, if how long does it take to uh, do you think it takes for them to come to an actual agreement with the SEC, or is it already in place?
2: Well, informally, it's in place, but they officially they have to apply for membership. And then once that happens, then the, the 14 university presidents officially have to vote on them. But this vote's been decided a long time ago or it would not have got this far. So that, that's semantics. That, that will happen. It may happen while we're on the phone. It may happen next week. Um, the bigger question is when that does happen, the lawyers get involved. And I you know, all the language you're gonna see today is how Oklahoma and Texas and the Big Twelve expects them to stay in the league through twenty twenty five. Well, we know the lawyers will get involved and I think they'll reach a settlement and that will obviously take several weeks or months, but I think you'll see Texas and Oklahoma in the SEC in twenty twenty two similar to the last round of realignment where schools were tied into their conference for three or four years, and they all were able to get out and play the next season by reaching settlements with the their respective conferences.
0: All right, so now if you're an athletic director today in the Big 12, you're an athletic director at TCU, Texas Tech, Kansas, whatever, you're having all these conference calls with the conference and with your current partners. Does it become every man for himself at this point?
2: Yeah, it does. I mean, mean, you're, you know, I'm on a call with you right now, and I'm talking to the Big 12. Hey, guys, we need to keep it together. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. And then the second you hang up, you call the ACC. You call the Big 10. You call the (laughs) Pac-12. Hey, this is why we're attractive to you, da-da-da-da-da. Because you can't just sit there and sit back and think, oh, Somebody's going to take care of us. The commissioner of college football is going to take care of us. There is no commissioner of college football. That's right. Each conference is going to do what's best for itself, 100%. If the SEC, and I'm not blasting the SEC, but the SEC is doing what's best for the SEC, saying that the Big Ten would do what's best for the Big Ten. But when the SEC makes the decision to add Oklahoma and Texas, do they consider that it could impact the Sun Belt? Do they consider comp- the trickle down effect that it could blow up the Big Twelve. Certainly they don't want to do that, but their number their top three priorities are what's best for the SEC, what's best for the SEC, what's best for the SEC. So yeah, these other schools, they're gonna be a they're gonna be a willing partner to try to work things out to, to keep the Big Twelve together. But bottom line is if if Kansas and Iowa State, which are A U universities, which the big Big Ten obviously covets very much if they get an invite yep. to the Big Ten and oh by the way you're going to make more money by playing in the Big Ten you, does anyone honestly think they're going to say hey you know what I got, I told the Big 12 we'd stay and keep the band together with eight schools no they're they're out the door so it's unfortunate that's the reality and it, again once again shows that, that money is the most important thing for, for college athletics
0: Greg Sankey made a very interesting statement last week when he was talking about the future of college sports and I don't know if he was talking about NIL or whatever it was at the time and essentially what he said was the SEC needs to do what's best for the SEC did what happened with some of the decisions on COVID last year, especially in the Big Ten affect the thinking of how the SEC now looks at the big picture of the college landscape
2: um, you know, I don't think so. It's, it's. I think it's. I think obviously that was that was hard for everybody financially. The no, no fans. Limited number of games. The schedules were in flux. I do think though, one thing that came out of it showed how valuable the SEC was for the SEC, and that was by playing ten conference games. Yeah, they were the television inventory. The television partners are like, wow. 10, you know, you only have 8. Man, if you could have 10, look at all these matchups. So I think that helps expedite the thinking that, well, okay, I don't know if we want to go to 10, but maybe if we had two members and get to 16, then we can do 9. And, and then plus, keep in mind the college football playoff set to expand to 12 teams. You don't have to win the SEC to get in the playoff. You have That's to win right. the Big 12 to get in the playoff. But as we've seen in past years, I looked at the last seven years of the playoff, If we would have had a 12 team playoff in place, there would have been three years the big, excuse me, the SEC would have got four of the 12 teams in a playoff. That never will happen, never would have happened at the Big 12. And so that's part of the reasons why Oklahoma and Texas left and partly why the SEC sought, you know, two bell cow programs um, such as Oklahoma and Texas.
0: All right. So a primary partner for the Big 10 is Fox. Uh, because obviously they own fifty one percent of the Big Ten network. Plus, they have the Tier One rights. Uh, along, you know, with ESPN, they you know they share those rights. But Fox has a bigger piece of it. Does Fox play a role in what the Big Ten thinks?
2: Yes, it does. Um, but that's going to be tricky because basically the, the ESPN is all in on the SEC. They just they that's took right. over. The CBS deal, I think that runs for a couple more years, and then every game will be on ESPN. So obviously that uh, creates the most value for ESPN. The Big Ten, it gets tricky because of their relationship with Fox. And now the question is, their deal's up in a couple of years. How much will ESPN want to be a part of the Big Ten? Certainly I think they they It's not. – I'm not saying they're casting them off, but is the financial incentive going to be there as much now that they have basically have the SEC? The Big 12 is probably going to implode. They've also got the ACC completely. They basically locked up, you know, 30 of the top 65 schools in the country. Right. Um, so that's going to be tricky. And then once the Big 10 is done negotiating with Fox and ESPN, what if anything's going to be left, left for the Pac-12? Um, they're obviously hindered by geography. I'm sure they're hoping that Amazon, Netflix, Apple, all these different non-traditional media outlets will start televising live games. But until that happens, it's going to be some nervous um, next next few months, next few years for some of these conferences not named the SEC or the Big Ten.
0: Exactly. Well, see, it, the one thing that ESPN needs to avoid, though, they need to avoid having their college football entity be NASCAR, where they're cutting off a huge part of the country.
2: But um, they would argue if if they make more money off of that regional NASCAR, like a perfect that's a perfect analogy analogy. But if they're going to make more money off of that than they are by just spreading right. it across the country to teams with smaller profiles. Then I think they I don't think they'd have an issue doing that. Remember, this is the the and I used to work for them. They didn't cover the they didn't cover the NHL. They just did a deal with the NHL, and now you'll see them on SportsCenter every night. So they can just turn it on and off however they want.
0: Excellent point. My point now is going to be this. Okay, so the the Big Ten is sitting there with fourteen now. We've seen what the grant of rights happens to be with the Big 12. They they ran out or will run out in 2025, June 30th, 2025. Is that the same for the Big 10 that theirs would run out on June 30th, 2023? Because that's when their TV rights are up. Does that mean the Big 10 grant of rights are up at that same time?
2: Um, yes, I I believe they're all they're all running at the... For The conferences, they're all, they're all based, they're all aligned with the TV rights.
0: Got it. Okay. So,
2: yeah, whenever you do that, whenever you do a new TV deal, that extends your grant of rights. So, it's like the ACC, um, you know, the last time the Big Ten expanded, they, they made overtures to several ACC schools. I don't think that's any secret. Um, yep. They weren't able to get any ACC schools, but since that happened, the ACC grant of rights now goes out through 2036. Yep. So if the Big Ten wants to try to go back and try to grab a couple of ACC schools, good luck. Because it's one thing for OU and Texas to get out of a three- or four-year deal. It's another thing for an (laughs) ACC school to get out out of a 15-year deal. Right. And if you bring up the N-word, Notre Dame, they are contractually obligated to join the ACC if they join a conference before 2036. So I don't think that's a realistic option either for the Big Ten.
0: So now let's now let's go now let's let's take this further. There are bold moves. Sometimes staying pat's a bold move. Yeah, you, know, you want to be bold and smart. Sometimes staying pat's bold and smart. But say you want to expand out. Obviously Big Twelve schools are an option. Are Pac twelve schools an option because their media rights run out June thirtieth, twenty twenty four? Are Pac twelve schools an option
2: for Big Ten conversation? You know, I would never say never. I would think it would be unlikely that a conference would want members on <laughs> in the West Coast and East Coast. But you know, look, it's, once you're on a, I've heard, I've had the ads tell me once you're on a plane, you're on a plane, so you can you can get there that way. <laughs> if if I was commissioner of the Pac-12, I this is what I would try to do, or the Big Ten. Obviously, they're they're partners. I'm um, with the Rose Bowl. I would get I would the two leagues. I don't think it makes sense for the Big Ten to go and add teams on the West Coast. I know no. what it would the value it would bring to TV would be tremendous. But w- what are you going to – I know it's all about football. What do you do with your non-football sports? How do you right. do that? I guess you could have two different pods. You maybe never cross the country except for conference championships, whatever. Right. What I would do instead is if I'm the Big Ten – I do a schedule, they were supposed to do this a few years ago, they never did. I would That's do a right. scheduling agreement with the Pac 12 where we are going to, each Big Ten team is going to play two non conference games against the Pac 12. The Pac 12 is going to play two non conference games a year versus the Big Ten. Now, what that does is now that suddenly opens up the West Coast for Big Ten recruiting because now Big Ten schools can say, look, at least once a year we're going to be playing out in california arizona washington etc and so also on the flip side the the pack 12 schools can say hey every year we're going to come play in ohio michigan illinois so maybe they can get kids from that area to come out west if you schedule two games non-conference games between the conferences you're guaranteed one home game against the other conference and one road game so you would always be going out to that other part of the country. That's that's what I would do. Of course they don't pay me anything for this so it's probably not a good <laughs> idea. But I think that makes more sense than the Big Ten trying to say, well we want to get up to 16, 18, or 20 members and we're going to go at 6 or 8 Pac-12 schools when in essence, once you get over 16, and some some yeah. people have told me when you get to 16, you're not a conference anyway. You're two 18 divisions. I kind of agree with that. If you go yes. over 16, you're not a conference anymore. You're like, you're the NFL. You're just you're an entire league. league, and I think it yep, changes everything. Uh,
0: to get to 16 in the in the Big 12, who would be attractive, in your opinion, to, to the Big 10? Because, look, if you're negotiating a TV deal, as you and I both know, I know the conference office gets a slice. I got it. Okay. So let's take them off the table. Let's just do this in simple numbers. You got 14 slices of pie. Well, if you're going to have 16, you better have a bigger pie. Is there anybody in the Big 12 that's attractive enough with what they have to the Big 10 to make the pie better?
2: I I don't think so. And I I know that I can guarantee that the Big 10 is already looking into that now they have consultants doing it they're they're trying to crunch the numbers their tv partners are doing it that is that is that is the question now the the other way to look at it is if you can't get a notre dame if you can't get some of these ac schools you wanted and and basically you're not going to get anybody from the sec so all you're left with is the schools from the from the big 12 there is some thinking that, okay, if we're, again, Kansas and Iowa State, I mentioned earlier, they had the AAU status, I think they would be the most likely. Um, doesn't mean it's a lock or it'll happen, but I think they would be the most likely. But there mm-hmm. is some, some thinking that even if by adding two schools, that the, each school is making less money per school than as a 14-team member, what is it worth to the league to have a 16-team conference? Is that exactly. worth anything? Not financially, but just as far as hmm. perception, as far as as far as strength, as far as unity, those sort of things. Is that you know? Is that pie in the sky, or is that something real? I don't know. That's a philosophy um, that the Big Ten's got to decide what they want to do, and ultimately, they will make that decision. I think ultimately, if they decide that, look, the SEC's at sixteen; everybody's going to be at sixteen. Do you want to pick? your next two teams as soon as possible or do you want to be the last conference to 16 and and you know who knows what you're going to end up with that point
0: brett always a pleasure i know you've been busy you're doing awesome work and uh you're appreciated very much thank you so much
2: hey you got it thank you
0: brett mcmurphy from stadium all right we'll take a break Come back. We'll talk with Matt Leon in a moment. Great to have you with us today as we continue on News Radio 1070 WKOK, brought to you by Purdy Insurance. Taking your calls at 800 795 9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. All right. Uh, today's show brought to you by our good friends at Purdy Insurance, Market Street in Sunbury. Go to PurdyInsurance.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. Great new inventory, as Tom Mertz said to me last week. Who has Hyundai? And I looked at him, and I said, Sunbury Motors does. Sunbury Motors. 4th Street and Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Roots 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. So Purdy Insurance, our sponsor today. Sunbury Motors, the home of our studio. And looking forward to seeing all of them next week. Purdy memorial golf tournament is next Wednesday the 4th will be at Susquehanna Valley Country Club I'll give Purdy credit they have everything the only thing they don't have is (laughs) suit insurance (laughs) S-U-I-T that spells suit Ah! I know you're you're going to be in his group right
1: yes should be interesting
0: you don't sound very happy. <laughs> I think Brett brings up an interesting point um, The about a Big Ten. I'm going to get to Matt Leon in a moment here. About Big Ten Pac-12, because I remember that agreement, and the Big Ten was supposed to play one game every year against the Pac-12. It was going to be the opening game of the season, either the opening game of the second game of the season. They were then, and they were not going to be always at, like, stadium to stadium. They wanted to do this, like, okay, we're going to play a doubleheader at Dodgers Stadium. We're going to play a doubleheader at, you know, at Heinz Field, whatever. They were going to do it that way. They also wanted to then do it in basketball as well, where it's going to be four games at the Staples Center, four games at Madison Square Garden, four games at, um, the United Center in Chicago. That's how they were going to do it. Now, here's the reason they didn't do it. USC and Stanford both have contracts with Notre Dame. And trying to think. USC has one with somebody else, too, don't they? i trying to remember who the heck it was because they have, they have nine conference games and they only have three openings. And that was what caused them to not do the contract, not do the deal. That's what caused them to drop out. It's an interesting concept. I think, though, that we're headed for super conferences and you're probably going to have four 16-team conferences. West Virginia goes to the ACC, the big 12, right Because right now you're the athletic directors at West Virginia, Texas Tech, Baylor, TCU, Kansas, Kansas State, Oklahoma State, Iowa State. The value of your program in one week, has gone from 37.7 million per year television wise down to 5 to 12 million a year. That's why it was a little Mike Resco. Come, come on, join the American. Mike Resco, you know what his group gets? Um, uh, 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 5 million per school each year. Yeah. Yeah, let's let's make that move. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing the Big Twelve has going forward at the moment is they have Power Five autonomous status, even without Texas and Oklahoma at this hour. They still have that. So they can absorb and keep going. But the value is going to be from thirty seven seven down to anywhere from five to twelve million a year in terms of tier one television rights, because they don't have the home run hitters. So you're talking about losing anywhere from twenty to twenty five million per school. They're going to have to drop. I mean, they're they're all going to have to drop drop certain sports. They're going to have to make some hard choices. Unless they take the approach of every man for himself. And if I'm the athletic director at Kansas and I'm the athletic director at Oklahoma State and I was I am on the phone and I am just burning up the phone lines right now trying to see if I can find a landing spot that somehow keeps everything I have alive. All right. Let's go to Philadelphia. We talk about the Yankees, but bring in matt leon what
1: yeah i'd much rather stay in philly right now
0: no i thought for a while you put up a good fight i um so
1: get the lingerie on the deck call the janitor
0: that'd be a seller all right uh let's bring in matt leon matt welcome great to have you back sir
3: good to be with you
0: Well, let's start. Uh, let's start with actually the Eagles. Let's start there first, for the heck of it, um, because they're going to camp and they're probably going to garner more publicity than anybody else in the city just by showing up. So, going into this camp uh, right away, what are some things that they need to see that at least gives them a fighting shot in this thing?
3: Um, I think the conversation starts with Jalen Hurts. I yeah. think uh, you saw flashes last year. You also saw that he was definitely a rookie and definitely a guy who needed a lot of uh, work. But right now, he's the guy. Uh, And, you know, who knows? What we saw in that little sample size at the end of last year, I think you saw some things to get excited about. You saw some things to be concerned about. Um, And then you could also make the argument they were such a, a dead fish team by the end of last year That it's probably not one wonders how fair it is to judge anything uh, based on what you saw out of him but uh, you know they're really only going to go as far as he takes them a lot of turnover obviously with the new head coach Nick Sirianni. Uh the defense marginally better maybe uh, I, for me past hurt Jalen Hurts and seeing how he develops. Uh, not a ton to get excited about.
0: <laughs> no. Uh, Kay Cunningham goes first to the draft uh, on uh, uh, what, Thursday this week? Is that sound right? Thursday's the draft. Uh, so, in the, the Sixers, of course, over the years have uh, been interesting in the draft. Uh, in part, they're where they are because of, uh, they've done some good things. So, what about this time around?
3: I don't. It's going to be fascinating to see the direction. I mean, they're sitting at twenty eight. So, in the NBA, you know, anything really outside of the top ten or fifteen, there's a level of crapshoot uh, into it.
0: I think. I think, but, I think past six.
3: <laughs> yeah, but I, you know, I think everything, including the, this whole off season, is going to be determined by how they handle the Ben Simmons situation. Yeah, and that really kind of dictates the whole roster. If they decide to move, and I don't know what the right answer is, frankly, like what to do with Ben Simmons, I could make you a very solid argument for keeping him. I could make you a very solid argument for moving him. I think uh, there are there's legitimate uh, legitimate points in both camps, and that's going to be that's going to determine what the rest of the offseason looks like. To tie this to the draft, it is possible. Uh, you see, you know, if you're going to move them. This would seem to be an opportune time uh, to to do it this week, leading up to or including the draft. Um, but I don't know, and it's a very it's a very weird spot. You know, hard to believe with a Philadelphia 76ers team, but it's a very weird spot to be in, where you've got really kind of an elite guy who just had such a brutal postseason that it almost made him almost made it untenable to keep him in the same city, but he's also young enough where if you get rid of him, he could haunt you for 10, 12 years. But will he ever reach his potential in the place he is? It's really just this this really, really bizarre situation they're in, and I don't know what the right answer is.
0: Uh, Okay. Um, What's interesting is that should you just take his, not just this playoff performance, but his other playoff performances and ask yourself if if the moment's too big for him, or have the past playoff performances tell you that he's okay in this in this spot
3: yeah, and I don't you know how much do we derive from three years ago, four years ago right. as opposed to this most recent year? i you know i I always thought the the not shooting from the perimeter thing was bizarre, but I thought his skill set was so special defensively and floor vision wise, that there had to be a way to make it work where yeah. you could overcome that shortcoming. And I also kind of figured, you know, three, four years ago, well, he doesn't do it now, but I can't imagine right just the growth of a player right. that he won't get to a point where he's at least respectable and a hey, legit somebody you have to at least put in the into the game plan or a you know, a scouting report that, you know, doesn't shoot a ton, but you know, have to respect him from 18 feet. And I think that's the thing that's just kind of never happened <laughs> is that that part where you just kind of assume that was going to get better, is actually going the other way. And, you know, that last series against Atlanta, his I wouldn't even say his inability, but his unwillingness to shoot. You know, I mean, but think about this. In the NBA, the, the problem is the guy doesn't shoot the ball enough. Right. That's like, when do you ever have that problem? Not in this one. Yeah, exactly. And it's just this bizarre situation that has, you know, just turned the conversation so toxic around him. I don't know if you're doing everybody a disservice by bringing him back. And, you know, I don't know. it just, it's a very bizarre situation. It's not one I think that has a straight answer. Um, and they're also in this spot where as long as they have Joel Embiid, they are going to be a good team. A healthy Joel Embiid. Uh, and now it's just a matter of finding the right combination of guys around him to make it work. But this was a and I think I might have mentioned this to you, this was this past season losing in this in the second round of the playoffs. I don't think it was, you know, just a playoff disappointment. It really Was bad in the idea that you wasted a year of Embiid's prime, and as a big man who gets hurt a lot, you know that there's a finite amount of that. And you also had the field open up like never before, where you were going to get to the conference finals without facing a team that was, you know, even relatively close to the talent on your roster, and you wet the bed and didn't get out of the second round, and you know. Opportunity. A lot of times, winning a championship isn't just about being good, but it's by having the right matchups at the right time. And right. when the stars line up for you on that way, and you don't take advantage, that that really hurts.
0: Uh, Philly's buyers or sellers?
3: <sighs> yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, I,
3: I I could be all over the place. They're just. You know, I think I, I think they're 500 for like the 18th or 19th time this season. I know. And that's about what they are. They're, they're not terrible, but they're also not good enough. They seem to play well to a point until people start paying attention to them, and then they will. Uh, I don't think they're a group that knows how to win. Um, you know, could you fix that with the right veteran acquisition? Yeah, I think they'll make – There will be moves made. I don't think on the other side of the deadline. If you, when you and I talk, they will not be the same roster. They will have made moves. But how is it? Do you go all in and try to steal what is you know despite their inconsistency and despite their frustration, a division that's there for the taking and will probably be there for the taking throughout? Or do you look in the mirror and say, you know, do we want to win a? Mediocre to bad division, and fool ourselves that we're better than we are. That's a discussion they have to have as an organization. I could see them doing everything from making a trade for another bullpen arm to, you know, doing something to really shake things up, move a Reese Hoskins or whatever, and try to send a message to the roster that, you know, what we are now isn't good enough. Um, I hate when. You know, people are saying the next week's going to be critical. Uh, I, I hate making the direction of a franchise dependent right. on two series in the end of July. Sure. But, uh, you know, we'll see. And nothing would surprise me right now with, with them. But I just I just don't think they're good enough. girardi has mm-hmm. been a huge disappointment. Um, you know, Nolan looked great yesterday. He looked terrible. Uh, starts past that. You know, past Zach Wheeler. You, you don't know what you're going to get pitching the bullpen has been better the last month and a half uh but it couldn't be much worse than it was the first few months they're hitting a little bit more but still a little inconsistent you know i i think they're a 500 team and i just wonder what the the upside is of a of a big move they could make i don't know how much better they could make themselves and whether that would be enough to 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 get them where they want to be
0: uh, always a pleasure, my friend. <laughs> always a pleasure. Great to have you back on the show. And I know you're looking forward to an Ivy League football season. Tell me.
3: Absolutely. First oh. team's dependent Bucknell. So.
0: Beautiful. Uh, I'm thrilled for you. You know that. Thrilled for yeah. you. And, by and the way, who
3: doesn't love driving to Lewisburg in September? So.
0: <laughs> Lewisburg's beautiful. Uh, yeah. It is. And Christy Mathewson Stadium. And... The profession is richer for having you back on play by play. So
3: I appreciate it, sir.
0: Thank you. Be good.
4: Take care.
1: Life on the water comes in all shapes and sizes. From a fishing boat or pontoon boat to a jet ski, we keep you protected. This is Season from Purdy Insurance. We can help make your time on the water relaxed and worry-free with comprehensive protection for you, your friends and family, and your watercraft and boating equipment. We're independent and local, and we'll find the right boating insurance to fit your needs. Call our Sunbury office at 570-286-5855 or go to purdyinsurance.com and see what we can do for you.
0: you by Purdy Insurance. Marcus in Sunbury. Go to PurdyInsurance.com. Dick and Milton, uh, thank you for waiting. Hello, my friend. Welcome.
4: Steve, how are you, you? You might have come. You there?
0: Yeah, I am here, Dick. Go ahead.
4: Uh, you might have covered this. I was away fishing for a week or so, and I missed some of this stuff. Uh, I have a couple friends, one in particular, who's followed NCAA and college sports for, forever, and he thinks this thing where athletes are making, did they pay a, a Alabama quarterback like a couple million dollars and never play to play yet?
0: Yeah, he's, uh, you thrown, get... uh, he's taken 22 snaps in his career, and they say in name, image, and likeness he's near a million dollars.
4: I guess my point, his point was that he thinks that within a couple of years, we, we've seen the end of NCAA athletics as we know it today.
0: As much as I hope I mean, that isn't true, it's something that has to be considered. <laughs>
4: well, Yeah, but yeah. I, I don't understand it. I mean, I don't understand, and I know this is going to sound really maybe a little far-fetched in this day and age, but you know how much money is bet on college athletics?
0: Oh, my I mean, goodness. A, that's and, a phenomenal
4: and, and, amount. So what's, So what's yep. going to prevent... What's going to prevent these people that are big-time investors in in gambling and and, and betting from investing and putting players into different schools?
0: They will have to do it covertly because there are six areas you're not allowed to be associated with under name, image, and likeness laws by state, and that's one of them.
4: Well, it's a that's all, that sounds all well and good, but I just don't trust anybody in this day and age for, oh, that wants no. to make money in betting. That's, they they uh, won't go uh, behind. Exactly. I mean, into it.
0: Yeah, I mean, look at Alex Karras and Paul Horning. It was illegal in the NFL, and yet they got caught in. And look at Pete Rose.
4: Well, I don't know what's going to happen. I feel bad for a lot of these schools. They'll never compete at that level. I mean, it'll be like how they're buying football players and yeah, uh. basketball players.
0: I you know what? It's interesting when you hear the coaches talk about it you know, most of the deals they're going to get, Dick, most of them are going to be hey, let's bring the offensive line over here and sign autographs and we'll give them a little bit here and here. A lot of the deals are going to be those quarterbacks are going to make a lot of money. There's no getting around it because let's face it, you're usually the face of the franchise and in Alabama, for example there are no professional entities so yeah that guy's going to do pretty well.
4: Well, the only thing I hope for his sake is the offensive line doesn't take it personally when they're just getting nickels and dimes and he's getting big time money and they they, they think, well, I don't have to block that hard for that kid today.
0: <laughs> but then you do but have to deal with the wrath of Saban at that point. <laughs>